Over the past few weeks, I've put out some mini podcasts making some early predictions for the 2022 NRL season, but I thought today we'd take a look back at my ladder predictions for 2021. Um, not all of you may agree with my predictions for 2022 and obviously it's very hard for all of those to come true. So what we're going to do today, we're going to sit back, we're going to take a look at my ladder predictions that I made back in March for the 2021 NRL season and we might have a point and a laugh at me um, at my expense for the ones that I got wrong and probably down the line as well for 2022. But we're going to be taking a look back today. We're going to go position from 16th to 1st, who I had, who actually finished there, etc. Also, uh, my co-host Cooper was supposed to be on this one with me today. We've had it planned for a while. Unfortunately, we've just both been flat out busy and not been free at the same time. So hopefully we can come back to you soon with Cooper's predictions. But we've also got some content uh, in the works with Cooper. We've just got to work out when we can both jump on at the same time. But other than that, uh, let's get into it, starting off with the bottom four. Kicking off with the Wooden Spooners in 16th, and my streak of never predicting the Wooden Spooners correct has continued, as I had the West Tigers finishing last in 2021, obviously because the Tigers are a Sydney-based club and they didn't have the best season anyway. It you. You'd be, uh, you'd be excused for thinking that they did actually finish last with all the negative press they seemed to get. But they finished 13 in the end, a bit higher than I had them. Still finished in the bottom four. I made this prediction probably a year ago. It was just about after the grand final last year. I said the Tigers, for me, are clearly going to finish last. And I said I'd stick to that at least until uh, the 2021 season. And I did. But I was under the impression that what the Tigers were going to do is because they'd released Benji Marshall and a few other players and they had basically a war chest and a lot of young talent coming through the ranks, I should add in, your Jock Maddens, Jake Simkin, etc. I thought the Tigers were going to blood those guys, give them an opportunity to find their feet and basically have 2021 as a write-off and look to sign talent for 2022 because by the end of 2020 as well, a lot of players who were coming off contract in 2021, had already signed with other clubs. But the Tigers did decide to go and sign the likes of James Tamo, of James Roberts as well, uh, which if I were them, I personally wouldn't do. As I said, I would have taken 2021 as a write-off. If I was Madge, I would have come to an agreement with the board saying let's hit rock bottom in 2021 and then try and make the top eight in 2022. That's not quite how things went. Uh, obviously, they didn't hit rock bottom. They finished 13th and they will be looking to make the top eight next year. Although I feel like they would have had a better chance to do so if they'd saved some money and signed some players who are now no longer available. But of course, the Bulldogs would end up finishing in 16th. In 15th, I had the Brisbane Broncos end up finishing 14th around the same spot. Uh, they looked impressive at times this season, very up and down. I feel like towards the end of the year, though, they sort of hit their stride. I wasn't expecting them to play that well either. I was only expecting maybe four to five wins out of the Broncos. I believe they ended up winning seven games. So although they only finished a spot above, uh, a much more impressive Broncos side than I anticipated. In 14th, the Cowboys, who finished 15th, yeah, I thought they were going to be about as good as they were, to be honest, if not maybe that little bit better to keep them out of 15th, but yeah, they end up finishing 15th, they had them 14th, and in 13th they had the Bulldogs. Um, a lot of people actually had them up towards the top eight. Funnily enough, they've had the same hype over the past couple of years. 
didn't have a good season the year before, but have new players coming in that a lot of people think will reinvigorate the club. However, it takes time for new talent to gel and you've got to give them time to gel. So I had them 13th. I thought they'd have to work out some kinks early in the season. Then maybe they'd have a good patch in the middle half of the year, then maybe drop off again. However, it was pretty much consistently they were losing. They didn't look great other than a couple of wins here and there and, of course, in the last round as well. So, yeah, I actually got the bottom four right in terms of the teams, but just the completely wrong order. So I I really can't give myself a tick there for the bottom four, but I guess at least I got the actual teams correct. On to 12th to 9th now, and in 12th, the Manly Warringah Seagulls, who, of course, have finished fourth, Tom Trevojevic with an amazing season, I even made this prediction knowing Tom Trevojevic would come back a few weeks into the season. We all knew this at that point. However, and and the first few weeks, I mean, it wasn't looking like a bad prediction. In fact, maybe they were going to finish in the bottom four because Manly looked woeful. However, I just didn't think Tom Trevojevic would be that good. I thought he'd clearly be their best player and have a great individual season, but I just thought the talent around him wouldn't step up to the extent they did. Ruben Garrick had a great season. Jason Saab had a great season. We weren't expecting it out of those two. Daly Cherry Evans is usually solid and consistent, but he definitely took his game back to another level in 2021, definitely helping Tommy out and vice versa. And the Ford pack, although inconsistent, as I've claimed in other podcasts, uh, they were better than I thought they would be with some rising stars coming out there. So definitely the surprise packet there, Manly, but I did have them in 12, which a big X next to their name. Got that one wrong. In 11th, the St. George Illawarra Dragons. They finished 11th, I believe. So I believe I got that one correct. I actually thought they might have been a bit of a dark horse for the eight. I believe they were favourites for the wooden spoon and it was seen as a bit of a bold prediction for me. However, they did have the talent on paper and they stepped up for the first 10 weeks of the season and they looked like a top eight side. Ben Hunt was playing out of his skin. Uh, However, they did end up dropping off the second half of the season off field. Situations did not help there, but Yeah, I had the Dragons in 11th and they finished 11th. So there's my first tick in 10th. I had the Cronulla Sharks end up finishing 9th. So around where I had them, although certain players impressed me that I wasn't expecting would impress me. Will Bubba Kennedy, I would say, was probably Cronulla's best player consistently throughout the season. Aaron Woods and Aidan Tolman stepped up at certain points of the year as well. And pretty much for the second half of the season, Cronulla's back five was their highlight, which was good to see there. But unfortunately, I had them ninth. They finished 10th. I had Newcastle finishing ninth, who made the top eight. For the first half of the season, it looked looked like I was going to be wrong because it looked like they were going to finish in the bottom four, if anything. But then the four pack really stood up and they made it to seventh. They're a bit of a gamble there, Newcastle. I, I always had them contenders for the eight, and I could have seen them making the eight. However, a big X there as I had them finishing ninth. Okay, so top eight time, we're looking from eighth to fifth now. And I'll be honest, in this top eight, there are a few I got smack bang correct. That, that's all I'm going to say. In eighth, the New Zealand Warriors. You asked me about my prediction halfway through the season, maybe a bit before. I say it's looking on track to come true. They looked really good for the first half of the year and definitely a finals contender, but then dropped completely off. I think they lost seven or eight in a row. Uh, wasn't the best effort from the Warriors. Obviously, injuries impacted them, especially in the Ford pack. I had them eighth. They finished 12th. It's a big no. It's a big no. It's a big X. What can I say? No excuses can be made. I had the Warriors to finish eighth. They finished 12th. In seventh, the Gold Coast Titans, my boys, who ended up finishing eighth. 
So a position below. I'm going to give myself a big X here because what I expected from the Titans was to have finals wrapped up at least two weeks before the finals. I had them in the position that Newcastle really ended up in, obviously in seventh, but also wrapping up finals with a week to go um, and sort of being maybe that class above the the few teams below them, um, at least showing it for the few weeks heading into the finals. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case. They scraped in the very last game of the regular season, smashing the Warriors. So I had them in seventh. They finished eighth. Although it was only one position difference, I envisioned a very different Gold Coast Titans side. In sixth, smack bang, give it a tick, the Parramatta Eels. This was probably the one I'd say I was pretty much smack bang with the prediction. A good, a good letter. Can't speak my words. A good first half to the season, however, dropped off towards the end. Unfortunately, Parramatta Eels fans and ended up finishing in sixth. They were sort of they weren't as good as the top five for me heading into this year, but weren't going to be as bad as 7th and 8th. So they'll sort of on their own island there in 6th, which I think you can sort of you can sort of say that was correct. I don't know. Personally, I believe so. But I'm giving myself a tick there because they did finish 6th. And look at this. Two ticks in a row because I had the senior Roosters finishing 5th. I was predicting the Roosters to do this with a full-strength squad. They had half a squad. They still managed to finish 5th, which was a great effort. So while I'm giving myself a tick... I envisioned a much different Sydney Rooster side finishing in fifth than the one we got. Time to take a look at the top four, and we kick things off with the team who actually finished second. And the 2021 NRL Premiers, the Penrith Panthers, I had them in fourth. I was actually umming and ahhing between whether I should swap them and the Roosters right up until I made this prediction, I remember. And luckily, I didn't change it. Otherwise, I would have had an absolute stinker. Still a big stinker, nonetheless, as I had them in fourth. I saw them dropping down a bit. I didn't think they could keep up that amazing form and continue to play the style that they did in 2020 without being worked out around halfway through the year. And although their form did drop halfway through the year, it was due to origin and due to injuries to your Nathan Cleary's, Jerome Lewis, etc. However, the injuries almost came at a perfect time because by a final, they back to full strength, fit, fresh and firing. And they were the form team of the competition heading into the finals, in my opinion. But yeah, obviously I had them fourth. They finished second and went on to win the comp. So it's a big X there. In third, big tick, the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Now, I didn't have them pegged to make the grand final, uh, but I got the latter prediction correct. So I'm giving myself a tick here for... The Rabbitohs, uh, not too much else to say. It, it was Latrell Mitchell's year heading into it, I would say. I'm just trying to think of how I word this year because Latrell obviously spent a fair bit of time on the sideline first through, well, both times through suspension. Um, but, of course, during the middle of the year got suspended and then towards the end of the season missed the rest of the year. And I, But when he did play, I'd say he had that real impact on the Rabbitohs. Cody Walker had that sort of breakout year, which is... Weird to say because he's had a breakout year before, but sort of took it to the next level. I'd say had his best season for South Sydney and a big tick there. They finished third. I had them in third. I've got to clear my throat for this one because this is the biggest stinker I've possibly made of all time in terms of a prediction. The Canberra Raiders to finish second. They ended up finishing 10th and I also tipped Canberra to win the comp. 
I'm not going to say anything else other than the team I had tipped to win the comp missed the top eight. In first, the Melbourne Storm, the team who did finish first. Now, I had them tipped to make the grand final and lose to (coughs) Canberra, but this one's correct. I tipped Melbourne to finish first. They finished first. It's a pretty safe prediction. Minor premiers in 2021, and we'll have to see how they go in 2022. But that about does it here. So if we take a look back, I've got Melbourne correct, South Sydney correct, the Roosters correct, the Eels correct, and then the Dragons correct. So I've got five out of 16. Not the best effort, although it's interesting that most of the predictions I've got correct. In fact, four out of the five were in the top eight. I don't think that necessarily adds anything. I think that just might show that the top eight was probably a bit easier to predict this year, and I think it was for most people. But other than that, uh, let me know in the comments if you can. You can't really comment on podcasts, can you? Uh, Head to the Instagram page, send a DM or on Facebook to let me know your thoughts on my predictions. I obviously had an absolute stinker, but maybe let me know the predictions you had heading into 2021 as well and what score you got out of 16. Uh, And other than that, if you're listening on Spotify, please subscribe. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please give five stars and thanks for listening.